Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Greetings and salutations, everybody. My name is Stephen Julian. I am your slightly annoying host slash co-host slash person around the table for a very interesting episode of Gwinnett Business Radio. With me, as always, is the normal host, the captain of the ship, the main man, Mr. Mike Salmond. Mike, welcome to the table. Nothing normal about either one of us. Ever. And a special edition, we're going to talk about nothing. That's right. Today is the show about nothing. Seinfeld was the first to do it. We're going to try and uh, follow in his footsteps a little bit. But actually, it's a show about everything, too. We have a very, 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 very special guest around the table. Before I get to that, let me also say that one of the reasons that makes this show today very special is Amanda Pierce is at the table with us. Good morning. Hey, Amanda. Hello. Normally, you're in the producer booth, but you are at the table today. It's great to see you in the flesh. Yeah, absolutely. And our special guest. She is my better half. She is the love of my life. It is my wife, Stacy Julian. Yay! Thank you, honey. That's so sweet. She is the one normal person here at the table. Absolutely. Uh, but this just is ask my children. Maybe not. <laughs> we are practicing our social distancing. We haven't touched each other. We're staying away from each other. Of course, you two are a couple, so you guys. Yeah, are, we've hugged. But we said, you know, you know, Stephen, we can do our Gwinnett Business Radio show through Zoom. Do it remotely, like we're doing a lot of our shows here at Business Radio X. Before the words were even out of our mouth, you're like, oh no, 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 I'm coming in. Yeah. And then you came in and you brought your beautiful bride as well, Stacy. Yeah. So obviously you both just had to get out of the house. That's true. That, that is, is true. Absolutely 100% correct. I actually have still been working. So I'm an independent financial advisor. I've still been going into my office a lot. I have my own separate office. We all have our own separate offices. Very few people there. So we've been able to really maintain distance and, and safety measures. And I, I even had a client a week ago ask me to come to their house. And I said, you take whatever steps you want to. I'll take whatever steps I need to. But they were like, yeah, we want you to come and sit down and let's talk. And I was like, that's fine with me. So so we're not, you know, that was before the actual law or rule. before the shelter in place mandate. Yes. Well, we are going to talk about the financial services industry a little bit, about how it, this whole coronavirus and the, the pandemic is affecting that. We'll talk about what's going on here at Business Radio X. We have stayed as busy as ever. I mean, we had a long day yesterday. The big difference is we're doing business a little differently. Sure. A lot of our shows are remotely and virtual and so forth through Zoom and platforms like that. So we will talk about something. It's The show's really not about nothing. The title of the show may be that we're talking about nothing, but really, even if you talk about nothing, that's still something. So something is not nothing. Correct. Nothing is something. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> no story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? <laughs> so everybody I know is a character on the show. Right. And it's about nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're saying I go into NBC and tell them I got this idea for a show about nothing. Yeah, I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. So we go into NBC, we tell them I got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. Let's show the okay. love to uh, Gwinnett Business Radio and, and to Business Radio X. Business Radio X takes every show that's on and puts it on every... How many podcast platforms are, are our shows on, Amanda? About a dozen. A we dozen dare you to find podcast. a platform that we don't exist on. We dare you. That's, and if they do, that was, that was then let us know and we'll get on that platform. So let me, let me kind of get off the subject of nothing into something and kind of ask uh, Amanda, you and Mike, 
since you are the leaders of Business Radio X here in Gwinnett, there are a lot of people who say, well, I can do a podcast, but we don't do, it's not just a podcast with Business Radio X, correct? Correct. You're so right. So, so let's start by what we aren't first. Somebody who does a podcast, what, what does that look like? Mike, you know, someone else who, tra- I'll just do my own podcast. What does that look like? You're seeing a lot more people do that these days, that they're being at home and they're craving that interaction with other folks. So they're doing podcasts through platforms not named Zoom, for example. Mostly YouTube. And it's just a person or a couple people sitting with a couple mics and talking, right? I've even seen people using their um, iPhones, and it's not to knock anybody that's starting out or just trying to, you know, get their feet wet, shall I say. However, what sets us apart is people are just slapping up that content on one of the verticals, and we actually span across all of them. So with us, we reach your iHeartRadio, your iTunes, we're on the YouTube, we're on all of the platforms versus you being able manually, unless you have equipment or things that we use, to get it out there on all of those places. Well, and and so they could do it with as simple as their iPhone. They could go buy a a quick little mic and they could maybe have a a small device that will allow them to, to do some stuff. But people think, well, I can do what Business Radio X does by just getting a mic and talking. And first of all, they they won't be as ridiculous as you and I are. That's true. (laughs) Well, the big thing that we have, Stephen, is the platform. BusinessRadioX.com is one of the most highly trafficked websites. Network. In the world. This is the one thing we can say we're in the top 1% about, right? Yes. Yes, the Alexa.com rankings, and they rank all websites based on the amount of traffic. I think Google is number one, you know, Yahoo's up there, Facebook is like number two, number three. So you want to be, it's like golf, you want a low score, and, and we're in the top half percent in the U.S. and in the world as far as the amount of traffic, and that's because our search rankings are very high because of the content that is being put on our website every single day by a dozen studios across the country. So it's not just Gwinnett Business Radio X. It is all the Business Radio X studios working together, plus how we do our shows, which we'll get to in just a second, but it's getting so much more traffic. So to put that in context, if you're sitting there as a business leader and you're going, well, I'll just do my own podcast and I'll get myself a mic and I'll, or I'll do it on my iPhone and I'll put it on YouTube and I'll put it on Apple and I'll put it on a couple other podcast platforms, the, the magic number in podcasting is if you can get to over 100 people listening to each episode. Then you're like on the map. You're on the map. You're you're technically somewhere in the middle. About half of the podcasts out there have less than 100 listeners on average. Now, as a small business owner myself, as an independent financial advisor, if you told me, well, what does it take for you to get 100 people in a room to do a seminar about finances? I mean, it takes a lot, right? Lunch. It takes lunch. Oh, it takes more than that. It takes a few lunches. (laughs) always. And right. Everything comes back to food. And that's important, right? So I'm not trying to diminish what they do. But, Mike, when you say we're in the top 1% of websites being searched and trafficked. Top half percent. You're you're talking about hundreds of thousands of different users. Worldwide. Worldwide clicking and checking things out and reading the the bios and looking at the, the show descriptions. And, yes, listening to the content. So it's a difference of... I can be around a couple hundred, or I could be on a website that is getting millions, millions. and millions and millions and millions of clicks, follow-throughs, downloads, listens all the time. That's a very good point because uh, another part of our, our the value 
of uh, Business Radio X is our network. So as you mentioned, um, us propelling your message through all those channels kind of augments your visibility. How do you augment? What does that What does that look like? Unpack that for Unpack me. Unpack that uh, for you. So one way that we do so on a personal and local level is uh, we cross promote across all of our social media channels. And uh, Mike and I do a very good job and so does the team of making sure that we share with the key people that are involved in the podcast and through the spider of the network it kind of just grows and grows and grows and we continue to do that on a semi-regular basis we recirculate that content and Mike can speak a little bit about the frequency um, after a podcast is put on the website as to how it continues to pick up and gain traction but that's something that we that we have in our our playbook that uh, the average Joe doing so in their basement doesn't necessarily have access to. And that's the power of our network. And think about it right now with everybody sheltered at home, people are looking for things to do. We've seen an uptick in people actually clicking on podcasts and we actually have many of our hosts and, and, and granted it, this has affected business radio X as well. We had some clients that have decided to take a month or two off while this is going on, but we've had others that have said, no, it's more important now than ever to be doing a podcast. We just finished taping one just minutes before we started doing this one with a couple that has a show with us. And you talk about having a captive audience right now. You have a captive audience. And people are craving knowledge and continuing education. People want to stay sharp during this time. We can't become lackadaisical. And our at-home office hours don't translate to the number of hours that we would get if we were on on the streets or in the office so people are really looking to expand their knowledge base and they're we're finding that people are exploring the b2b outlet of business radio x for that knowledge i, I was going to ask you guys a question and i was going to ask it might have been unfair because you might leave somebody out but i don't need to ask this question what i want to encourage everybody to do is if they go to businessradiox.com and they find the Gwinnett Studio, right? Because up on the top, it's it. You it, can select whichever studio you want. Select, select any studio. Or Gwinnett. So if you if you select the Gwinnett Studio on the page, you will see how many shows, how many different shows, how many different types of shows. There's shows about sales. There's shows about law. There's shows about interior design. Marketing. Shows, marketing. Um, security. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. So there's leader dialogue. There's so many different types of shows. And some of them have had years of tapings and you can you can kind of just check out the catalog, listen to what you want. The other thing that I think sets Business Radio X apart is so many other people go on and they want to just talk. Business Radio X is amplifies the voice of business through all of the different guests that come on. Stacy, I'm going to bring you in for just a second. How many okay. in the last you know six years, how many times have I come home and I, there have been times I've come home and talked about, hey, guess who I got to talk to today on Business Radio X, right? Yes, you do that quite often. Yeah, and I'm not coming home and going, guess who I talked to today? No, I've never heard it that way. <laughs> the term I like to use is ROR, return on relationships. When, when people invest Ooh. in Business Radio X and have their podcast, have their radio show with us, not only is it, of course, the audience out there, and we have some clients that don't care if anybody listens to the show. I don't know if I should even say that, but that's true. They're developing the relationships, the face-to-face, the in-person, genuine relationships with other people here in the studio, the people they want to meet. So your return on relationships is is phenomenal. And here again, if you did that and said, hey, you want to come in my, be on my podcast? You can come and be in my garage or down in my basement. That might scare some people. But if you say, <laughs> hey. scare me. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah, if you say uh, it puts the lotion in the basket, if it, if they <laughs> if they instead say, "Hey, 
I do a show out of the Business Radio X studio in the Sinesta Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel. Why don't you come in the studio and I'll interview you? And many hotels right now are pretty safe places because there's not a lot of people staying right at them now. right That's now. That's why we came. I was like, I'm not going to run into people. It's you okay. have all your kids at your house. You probably have less people here right now. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> that might be true. So one last thing real quick. We plan to do what we are calling community spotlight interviews. And these are going to be five to ten minute interviews with local business leaders. Well, not even local business leaders per se, but local businesses, small businesses mm-hmm. that we want to help just help and get the word out that they are still open for business. Your local restaurant that, you know, they're still doing curbside service perhaps, but you can't go in there and eat. But we want people to know about them. So we're doing these community spotlight daily interviews that will air every single day on Gwinnett Business Radio X. We'll put them up on the website. And we just want to help do our part, give our part and give back and try to help the small business community and let let people know that they are still open for business. All right. So since it's since they'll be doing that in the spotlight, obviously you're going to charge them for that, right? This is our give back. Although I will say I'd be remiss as the director of sales and marketing if I didn't put a casting call out there. We are looking for a wonderful sponsor for this series. While we're happy to put in the work, it does cost a little bit for the production and a little bit for the technical side. So we're happy to put forth effort in the work and like Mike said, our goal is to spotlight people in our community and kind of give them a chance to share how they've had to pivot their business during this time of crisis. And Mike, I know you want to move to some other nothing topic, but before we get off this nothing topic, let's make it let's make it even more of something. Did you catch the new phrase that we were using around the Stop. around the around the studio What's now? That? Pivot. 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 We're gonna pivot. <laughs> Going from Seinfeld to Friends. Remember that yep, episode? Absolutely. Yes. I've absolutely. only said it three times. Pivot. Pivot. Uh, Here we go. Pivot. Pivot. I don't think it's going to pivot anymore. You think? So, but I want to talk about that. Anybody who is a guest on our show, Mike, Gwinnett Business Radio, the uh, you know the show that's been around longest in the Gwinnett studio, they never are charged to come and be a guest on a show. It's always free to appear as a guest. And these community spotlights, what a great give back to focus on what they do and do a five to ten minute interview that can be used for years and years to come but we're done at a very critical time in the midst of this recovery. There's no cost to appear on that, but there is an investment into business radio X. There is an investment that businesses can make. And I think a lot of businesses think I either can't do it or I can't afford it. We can fit anybody's budget. Is that fair to say? Yes. We never say no. And we're happy to see how we can. And there are so many different ways people can be involved. They can be a sponsor of a spotlight of, of talking to other businesses. They can do their own show where they invite their guests and get in front of people they can't get in front of by bringing them on their show. They can do their own show for content's sake. They can do just an on-air read of stuff about their business. They can put in commercials that we can play before and after shows. There's so many. And and then there's a ton of other ways that I can't even think of right now because, you know, Because the show's about nothing. The show is about, because I can't, I can think of nothing right Mm -hmm. now. And we have shows that are dedicated to nonprofits. So if you're a nonprofit, there's never a cost and you can come on and we want to highlight that nonprofit as well. So uh, we are the voice of business in Gwinnett County. We've had. Have we stopped saying amplify? I really like amplify the voice. Like we still we and we amplify the voice. Or of have business. we pivoted away from? And amplify. we are your hashtag community partners. Hashtag community partners. Can I take this conversation about nothing and pivot? Turn, 
and pivot to your lovely wife. I sure. have a, a question just because we were chatting before the show. I know you guys have a child or son, excuse me, an adult, a young adult that works at Kroger. And so yes. he is now considered a frontline employee. Yes. And he's a he, hero. He's always your son's been my a hero. hero. Oh, he's always been my hero. But yes. Sweet. Share a little bit with us, if you don't mind, about how he has experienced a change in the workflow, some of the precautions that he might be taking now, or just how, how you guys are dealing with knowing he's out there on the front lines. Well, at first it was a little concerning. I think Stephen would agree with me. And Absolutely. We were hoping that they would give him some sort of protective measures to wear, you know, while he was at work. Now, they may offer that to him. I don't know. I don't think he uses those. Um, we make sure he washes his hands very good before he comes in the house and is allowed to touch anything or anybody. So that's what we do. But he's enjoying it. I mean, he likes getting out there. He's a very social person, and most of his friends come from work. So in the absence of being able to go hang out with his friends, this is what he gets to do instead. And, you know, it fills his time, and he's actually making more money than he would be normally. And, and he's, uh, he's commented, we've had conversations about how Kroger has adjusted. The newest thing that came out is, is a lot of stores, Kroger included, has, is now trying to limit the number of people. Right, they're keeping track. Um, so I drove, we drove up last night and brought him dinner that uh, his brothers made, actually. <gasps> yes. And, uh, and there was, on the side of his Kroger, there was some taped off and some carts kind of set up this area along the side. I said, why did they close that down? He said, that's actually, if we get too full, that's where they put people in a waiting line to get in. Right. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, we haven't used it yet. So so it's it's been this interesting conversation of, of how his job has changed or what Kroger is doing or not doing or allowing or not allowing. Well, for a while, he was in charge of the wipe station, and he was handing out wipes to make sure that people didn't take more than one oh, when they I were wiping down that. their people cars. People just taking rungs of yes. the, yeah. the free and then, wipes. And then he said they ran out of wipes, so he was <laughs> given another duty. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Speaking of duty, is he like hoarding toilet paper <laughs> or that, and, and bringing and bringing some home after every shift? We have a have uh, we have a black market uh, eBay account that we're using. <laughs> no, it's called we're, Community Partners. We're, we're good. We're not <laughs> we're not hoarding. But when we were running low, after I had picked up some from my sister in law off her front porch, since that she, she does, put there voluntarily. She did for us. She did. We did, every time he went to work, I said, hey, go check, and if you find any, bring some home. And we finally got to a day where he did, and we're still on that pack. So They don't allow the employees maybe a first... Put uh, aside right. a couple? Yeah, no. they don't set aside a pallet for the employees. No, no, no. Listen, I, I would be totally works, fine with that. And he works in the evening. The employees so. can put it to the side. I've worked at Kroger. Yeah, no, no, they, they don't allow them to do it right now. You think that that would be a, a benefit that they allow you to bread I'm sure he has connections so, where if something's not on the shelf, he can have somebody look. When it comes when in, when we were looking, yeah. they had nothing. Right. They when it comes in, to the side. Well, what they do is they tell all the employees who are there, hey, you know, and the employees know, hey, they got a shipment. So on my break, let me go grab one and go run through and, and pay but for it. But with our son, he typically works in the evening because he does school during the day. So by the time he gets there, everything's gone. gone and, and during those first couple weeks, he was saying, oh, yeah, they told me one came in and it was gone by noon. Or yeah, something he has like a that. text group of people that he works with. And they, he got a text saying, hey, we got a shipment of toilet paper. And then an hour later, he said, never mind, it's gone. Oh, my. So, so let me, uh, let me uh, pivot, pivot slightly. But staying on topic. So you guys asked about Joshua at Kroger. Our middle son also works. Zach. Uh, so Zach works at Little Barn, great restaurant in downtown Lawrenceville. And so talk about the businesses on Business Radio X that are staying open and the businesses who are doing some things to stay open, maybe not exactly the way they were before, but they're still doing business. 
our great community partners at 101 Bagel Cafe in Duluth. They have pivoted their business. <laughs> they have been doing curbside delivery. They are in the district in downtown Duluth and there's apartments above them. So they have been fortunate enough to experience a little bit of a revenue base from the tenants there who are in isolation and they still want their coffee fix. They have started doing deliveries within a radius that's reasonable. I saw them on Facebook. They went to Atlanta just the other day. So it all depends on the catering order. And I personally picked up lunch for Mike and I the other day. I called it ahead. They had it ready for me. I went and picked it up. You know, they handed me the straw. Everything was in the wrapper. Nothing was exposed on the drink station or anything like that. So while they're closed for inside or outside, you know, seating, they're still able to have a skeleton crew and produce and provide for the community. I know our great friends at Marlowe's have done something very similar they're still doing the curbside service they're even selling bottles of wine and even some of their their whole goods like if you wanted the cryovac steak you wanted to go pick up a filet for you to teach your sons how to cook you could just go down to marla's and actually purchase the meat that they get from their purveyor directly the fast food restaurants seem to be doing fine you know the the drive-through has always been a big part of their business model anyway we do worry about, you know, the Sonesta Hotel and hotels in general. We do worry about auto dealerships. Subaru of Gwinnett's a big partner of ours. Obviously, they've taken a hit. So but they're still open. They're still open, and they are encouraging people to go online. Of course, you can still look at cars, but there are certain things that people want to be able to drive in person. Tangible. Tangible items. They want to put their hands on it. They want to put well, their hands on and, it and, and touch it and I've feel it. I've always said that, too. Yes. I don't, I'm not sure how I would buy a car without... Driving it, right. driving yeah, it around yeah. first. That's right, so it's, it, is, it is scary. You're in the financial services industry. Yes, how, how has that industry been impacted? So I am, uh, I am under quarantine of, of compliance department of how much I can say on air. So unfortunately, I have to be very measured with my words and, and careful. It always cracks people up because I'd love to sit here and talk to you about so many things about that I see going on. But because this is going to be online forever, uh, I have to right. be careful of the words I say. How, I will say this. The financial services industry has hardly been impacted at all because we, we were moving more and more to less and less face-to-face meetings. And, you know, the, the rise of robo-advisors and the rise of of, oh, just stick it in an index fund and forget about it. So there was already kind of this distancing in, in, in a relationship with your financial advisor. But what I found was actually, it actually made the relationship that much more important. The right clients who want to actually be able to talk to someone, to have a relationship, not a 1-800 number, but an actual ongoing relationship with their advisor, whether that happens over a video platform and a phone call or whether it happens face-to-face, that's not what's most important. What's most important is someone who's observing the markets and watching what's going on to be able to say, here's what happened, here's what's good about what we did before this happened, here's how we're going to respond to what's happened, and here's the plan to get back to even. The one thing about this that is so different is this was not a correction caused by bad behavior. The, the great financial crisis of 0809 was caused because the economy was over leveraged. And so when it started to go bad, there was no resources to really stem the, the tide of that drop. And it happened over a long period of time. We all had to get our houses in order before we could start to climb out. This is very different. Business was great. Everybody was booming. Everybody was a lot of people were moving forward. 
And then we all voluntarily decided to make these drastic cuts to business, to a lot of business. And so two things are happening. One, a lot of people were in very good shape and are just waiting for the all clear to really ramp back up. The other thing that's happened is the government has really stepped in between the Federal Reserve and the, the stimulus package of both helping individuals who are going to be furloughed or laid off or you know temporarily out of work. And then the business side of, hey, you know, we're going to bridge you with some kind of loan or grant or SBA or whatever, all those, you know, and, and of course you're going to hear stories of, well, this didn't work well, and this was a problem in this area or this, but the reality is the, the message has been, hang on, we'll help you however we can to stay in business and we'll try to get back to normal of just regular work. So that's that's what I've been seeing as far as and know. there's and there's opportunities there. Oh yeah. That if you talk to your financial advisor or consultant, there are opportunities there if you know what you're looking for and if you're educated, there are some great opportunities right now to invest. And this is me saying it not you. Well, yeah. Safe, and, and, but. Well, and I'll ta I'll ta I'll jump on that and say that there's I think there's two main messages that can be stated and there's nothing wrong with either. Right. There's nothing there's nothing inherently bad about either of these. One is hang in there. We're going to be OK. And here are some adjustments maybe we need to make, you know, to, to help hang in there. The other one is, hey, do you want to take advantage of this? Pick your favorite store or pick your favorite place that you shop. If they said, hey, we're having a 30 percent off sale, who would honestly go? Well, I don't want to go now. I'll wait for the prices to get back to normal and then I'll do something. So the market has given us a sale. And if you can take advantage of that, why wouldn't you? I will say I tend to lean toward the second and, and I'm very active with my clients. And, you know, my little marketing message has been if you haven't heard from your financial advisor yet or only heard from them once in the last two months, you might not be getting the level of service that you might want. Now, some people don't want that high touch. They just just leave me alone and let me worry about other things. But if you're looking for real active service, I'm in my playground right now. I'm, I'm very active in trying to help in every way that I can. You mentioned something that I wanted to uh, revisit, the ramp up. Some businesses have been taking the approach of they're just a deer caught in the headlights. They're just in a tailspin. They don't know what to do. They're grasping at straws. And some people have been lying in wait and just waiting to see, oh, in a couple of weeks, what will it be before we invest in A, B, C, or D? I think it's very important um, for us to deliver the message that we must continue the momentum uh, in any way that you can. We don't want to lose pace. And that's something that we're doing here. We're kind of rethinking the way that we we're back to basics and we're kind of having a new ramp up ourselves. So when you said ramp up, that made me think of that. A lot of teams, sales teams and stuff like that are using this time to take advantage of continuing education. Yeah. They're taking courses that that time might not have allowed them to participate in because of office hours. And now they have just an astronomical amount of time at home. Well, let me let me brag on my wife for a second. So where she works. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's allowing me to do that. No, you know, no. Stop, where, please. Where, uh, where she works, they, you know, sent her team home because there literally was was no work in what they were doing. And one of the first things she said when she came home, she's like, I'm making a list of things I want to get done. I have made a list. It's a long list. Yeah. And so she's been just checking them off. And she and, you know, as I'm heading to the office, I'm like, hey, you know, hope you have a great day. And she's like, yep, I'm going to be painting this room today. Yep. I'm going to be doing this today. Yep. Gonna, and so and you're doing a great job because I've been following you on well, Facebook. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. 
It's community partners. Uh-huh. Hashtag community well, partners. But I mean, and even we've encouraged our kids to use this time because, I mean, yes, they're doing schoolwork, but it's not near as much time mm-hmm. as they would spend if they were actually going to the school building and spending the day there. And we've encouraged them, use this time to learn something new. Yeah. What is something maybe you've always wanted to learn how to do, but you just never had the time to do it? I'm trying to learn sign language. I'm doing very poorly at it right now. But that's my goal is to try and learn some sign language. And I have a friend who took sign language in college, and she's like, well, hey, we can FaceTime, and then you can, you know, test it I out can, on me. Yeah. So when I get to a point where I feel like I can do that, you know, I might. The other thing was maybe doing like a Rosetta Stone where I could yes. learn some Spanish, which would actually help me in my job, you know, if and when I do start working again. You could learn, do, you use could, the time, learn something new. You could show us some of your sign language right now, and the audience would love it. She's going to show Ooh, you. Oh, that's very good, Stacey. <laughs> you're wow. number one, wow. Steven. Don't Man, know what you that's said. amazing. <laughs> What school are your kids doing, though? I thought schools were all closed. You said schoolwork. Yes. All of my children, my college student, my college sophomore, as well as my high school and my middle school students are doing online school. They're doing uh, digital learning. And so they each have a platform given by their school or their school system where the teachers post assignments every day and they go online and complete those assignments. Is it through an independent online school or the Gwinnett actual County public it is, schools? It is Gwinnett County So they're getting credit school. for this. So is and it... the university system of okay, Georgia. Okay, so they're just wow. physically not at school anymore. Yeah, they're physically not at school, but they are sitting and at home doing schoolwork, at least for part of the day. And their teachers are operating. They they do Google Class. Yep, I'm, our, not, I'm not going to say that other partner, but they our, do. Our youngest son had a meet, yeah. Yeah. Zoom, an Zoom, online Zoom, meet Zoom, yesterday meet. where he was with some of his, to both of his teachers and some of his classmates. Can I pivot? Am I allowed to pivot? Please. I played pivot in high school on my basketball team. Uh, that's called this. That's the. That's a position. Forward. Yeah, you, you you play the pivot. Is that next to bench warmer? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was definitely that. <laughs> I was definitely that. Amanda, you talked about kind of getting back to basics. So you know, as much as we do the community hashtag community partners, and as much as we do the social media, and as much as we do the the releasing of the shows, there's an element of back to basics at Business Radio X that's really relational. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Well, one thing that we're doing, or me personally, relationally, I am actively expanding my network through uh, social media. So on a daily basis, I probably acquire anywhere from 10 to 20 new connections. And they aren't just blind casting a wide net. They're somewhat thought out. And I make it a point to connect with those people directly thereafter. They always tell you don't post and then ghost. And by they, I mean social media experts. Same thing with making a connection or a friend. One thing that I was going to do, and this could be a sneak preview, is I was going to create a challenge for people to pick three people from their LinkedIn connections list and reach out to them, whether it be via email or phone number if you have their information, and start a conversation with them, a literal conversation, whether it be about business or personal, and start to get to know the people that you're connected with online. They could be in another state, so that might not be as relative, but here locally, there's no reason why we shouldn't be really getting to know these people as mike says return on relationship we personally reach out to all of our clients and and see if we can assist in any way because our our job is to help market for them as well so we're here as a resource for them we have two great partners al simon she's not done steven mark galvin who provide phenomenal online resources and webinars i've been taking full advantage of those and like stacy mentioned if we don't all come out of this with a new skill or our tools aren't sharper in our box than they were when we started then shame on us all because i know we have a a, a, a lot of time to spend by the way my yard's looking really good these days oh good yeah. come on over to mine I, here's I'm where doing i'm doing indoors i'm not doing outdoors <laughs> here's where i know i'm old 
I mean, I'm so proud of how good our yard looks. I mean, I spent days just mulch and doing this and doing that. And I, I was telling, you know, the family how good it looked. And my son, who's t- 20 now, dad. I know. I wow. mean, who cares? That's all, you know, I, it's like that old person that just loves how their yard looks. Listen, when you're young, you don't care. Because it's not his yard. When it's ownership. his yard, he so will right. care. You sound so old now. I mean, you're actually, you're bragging on your yard. He'll get there too. Just, I, I just said, tell yeah. him that when if you you're get to getting... my age, that's that's all you have anymore. Well, it's not all you have, but and, it becomes more important. And you just tell him that the older you get means the older he's getting too. So yeah, that's true. I would tell him to roll up his sleeves and come out there and help you. Yeah, I know. Good he'll, luck he'll with work that on one. your tan. Yeah, he doesn't know my son. <laughs> get a job. That's why I say good luck with that. One. So and, and the more Amanda, the more the more Amanda was talking there, the more I realized you and I are just Mike. You and I are. T- just goofballs she's the yes. one oh, yeah. we're learning who really is the the driving force behind business rate she she wouldn't it's let always me. a woman folks behind it's always a woman man, is the driving is a force. better woman we just Rolling opened their the eyes. doors eight years ago just waiting for amanda to kind of figure it out <laughs> and i'll tell you what because she came from the hotel industry she's glad she pivoted and came to business radio x or she'd I be kind of at the unemployment office yeah. right now. She'd be pivoting. You know, to the... some people are making more off unemployment now than they were with their salaries before. So, well, that's true. And I'll tell you what, I saw some of the numbers, and I, there's going to be a lot of folks that are not going to want to go back to work. We've, we've put ourselves in kind of a little bit of a corner here. So with a conscience, I would definitely go back to work oh, regardless. But typically, of your unemployment's what, what two, three hundred, maybe four hundred dollars a week, and uh, now yeah. it's another five hundred, six hundred a week that you can get because well, it's of an enhanced stimulus yeah. package and all that. I, I want well, and so there are so many things. I don't know if they'll take that enhanced out once we get back up to full employment. To be honest, there are plenty of businesses. Every business, every business is different, right? And so I don't know. There might be some businesses who. Some of those employees go, well, I don't want to come back to work. Great. Efficiency, right? You remember in 08, 09 and 2010, 2011, I, I always would joke in my line of work that a leading economic indicator, when we were coming out of the recession, I would hear from clients all the time, man, I am just so lucky to have a job. I, I, I don't care. They're, they're working me to death. I'm doing you know double projects. I know I'm, I know I'm worth a lot more than what I'm making, but I'm just glad I'm making something. And then around 2011, 2012, 2013, I would start to hear clients go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I feel, like, I feel like I'm at a, the right place and my job is good. I've, I've gotten a couple things off my plate. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm earning what I need to earn. Then around 2014, 2015, you start to hear the leading economic indicator. Hey, I actually had a headhunter call me. Hey, I had somebody recruiting. Hey, I, you know, and in the last year or two, it, I kept hearing, well, I jumped to this job. I got this offer. I moved here. These people were, I couldn't pass that up. I, and it's a leading economic indicator. So now we might be back in the very short term to look, I'm just glad I have a job or I'm just glad I have that enhanced unemployment insurance. But you can't stay there. I mean, that's right. It's not going to. You're not going to live in a lap of luxury. Well, as we, as we wrap things up, Stephen, you know, you don't know what to believe to when it comes to numbers, whether it's the unemployment or the coronavirus. I 62% mean, of statistics are made up? I thought it was 68.3. Depends on what, what survey you look at. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there. And a doctor said the other day, 80% of people have the coronavirus but are just not showing the symptoms, which means if you go by that, there's a really good chance that three of the four of us sitting in the studio today have the coronavirus. Three out of four. Three of the four have it, but none of us may be showing the symptoms. The look at Amanda, Amanda's face is yes. why we need to be on YouTube. 80% of people, according <laughs> to this doctor, have person. the coronavirus are just not showing the symptoms. And will never show symptoms? And, may, and will never show because symptoms. Because y'all are the first people that I have had contact with in weeks. So <laughs> not it. <laughs> if not I'm it. not symptomatic now, I probably won't be. 
Well, it, it must so be y'all. There's a lot of misinformation out there, so just err to the side of caution. You know, just let's just stay sheltered, stay away. Well, air to if I could say I, I the, throughout all of this, I've been thinking certainly err to the side of caution. Certainly, you know, pay attention to where you get your information. Think with logic and reason. But then at the end of the day, live your life. Live your life. Right. Live your life. Now, don't live your life stupidly. If if they've asked us to stay in place. And they've set up so many different ways for us to be able to do that. Okay, I'll try to do that. But I'm not going to stop living my life. And Amanda, you were talking about kind of ramping up. We'll keep pivoting, but don't just, don't just, don't live in fear, I guess would be the biggest thing. And if you're at home with your kids, you don't know what to do. What's that commercial? Seize the awkwardness. Talk to them. Have a conversation. We've played more board games in the last couple of weeks than I have in years. We've been showing our kids uh, movies. We watched uh, Weird Al's yes. uh, Weird UHF. Al Yankovic, UHF from 1986. They loved it. What's your infatuation with Weird Al? Oh, he's fantastic. He's hilarious. The he's, kids yeah. love him. He's I actually saw Pirates of the Caribbean. They made me watch it because they said oh, it's I'm such sure. a great like movie. Never you, seen one did you see? I never seen them either. And they're like, "Oh my god, you've never seen it!" And so I watched it. It was the first one. Was it good? Yeah, Johnny Depp's awesome. It was good. I didn't ask if Johnny good. Depp was awesome. I, I asked like if it. the movie. I've was never good. seen yeah. those either, Mike. Mm-hmm. They're worth watching. It was worth watching. Our next goal is Bill and Ted. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We want to show them that. And then I, we were thinking about baseball movies, The Natural, Field of Dreams. Yeah, Joshua Major said there's League. so many sports movies he's never seen, so we're going to try and get on that road. I have a final word. When you were talking about resources and you were talking about uh, validity of information, I did just want to share on a serious note that our great chamber here in Gwinnett has been doing a fantastic job about delivering information yeah. to not only the chamber members, but to the community as a whole. They have also been offering the virtual networking, and Nick Messino has actually given out his cell phone number as a resource, and their page is jam-packed with information if anybody is looking to um, find some valid, relevant information yeah. for, for Gwinnett as a whole. So I did just want to tip my hat to them because I'm enjoying um, the fruits of their labor and they've been able to adjust to the new normal very well. GwinnettChamber.org. Yes. All right. Everyone, stay positive out there. We've had 40 minutes of nothing, nothing. here, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. I, I have one final word, and I, I hope I can deliver this well. Since, since we did the show, technically called it the show about nothing, but really had something. Um, something is nothing or nothing you know nothing and, is and Seinfeld coined that with his sitcom one of my favorite bits uh, Jerry Seinfeld did about donut holes and he said they say the donut holes if it really was a hole the bag would be empty the donut hole the donut hole let's stop right there what a horrible little snack if you want a donut have a donut why are you eating the hole <laughs> It's such a freaky metaphysical concept to begin with. You, you can't sell people holes. A, a hole, a hole does not exist. Words have meanings. A hole is the absence of whatever is surrounding it. Okay, if they were really donut holes, the bag would be empty. And he said words have meaning. So our words have meaning. This was the show about nothing, but it really had something. And if you'd like to listen to this message about nothing again, you'll be able to find it on your favorite podcast app. We are on all of the podcast platforms. In addition, you can visit businessradiox.com and select the Gwinnett Studio. Please follow us on Facebook, like us, follow, share, and uh, you might see something funny. That was great, but did you say Facebook? Fake book. Fake book. <laughs> Fake book. So don't follow that. Well, you can, I guess, but... 
if you go to businessradiox.com, know news. that you are you and if you want to be a part of the most heavily trafficked website on in the on the planet. On the planet. Then you can be more you can be part of our community partners. Hashtag community mm-hmm. partners. Stacy. Any parting words? No. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. This is fun. She's the best. You're sweet. All right, hurry up, get off the air so I can give her a kiss. <laughs> I have nothing else, so we'll just we'll fix it. We'll fix it. Fix what? This has been great. <laughs> I think you may have something here. I have nothing. We'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.